Hi, everyone. Welcome back to She Abides podcast. I'm your host, Denise. And today's episode is another segment of Coffees and Conversation. This title will be called Better Together. And I am so excited for my guest today. Um, my guest is my cousin, Minister Jacinta. She and I grew up together. Um, when I say cousin, like we slept on my aunt's floor together. We we were always together in the summers. Like we literally grew up together. And I am so excited to have her. Um, welcome to Cinta. Thank you for having me, cousin. Um, it's so funny you mentioned that because I remember back in the day when our families would go clubbing, you know they went out. And mm -hmm. you and Shantae had to babysit us younger ones. <laughs> I recall lots of good times doing all that good stuff. So it's so wonderful to be on here. So thank you for even thinking to put me on here. I appreciate yes, it. It is. Those times are like my favorite. My, I, I can't think of a memory that brings me joy that my cousins aren't a part of. Like it was, it's just the thing that I love. I love that my boys have that relationship with their cousins now. Um, but Steph and I and Art and Lamar, we always talk about that. We talk about like when we was at Anissi's house and remember when Jacinta did this and remember when John did this. And it's just like, it's so, <laughs> it's just, it's such an important part of growing up. And they always say your cousins are your first best friends besides your siblings. So, and I 100% back that statement. So, oh. so coffee and conversation kind of came up because um, Stephanie and I found a cousin um, that we had not known and we didn't grow up with. Um, and so we started getting to know each other during COVID via Zoom. And we would get together on the weekends and drink coffee and kind of just talk about how our week had gone and just really learning, you know, who each of us were and stuff. We're very close now. Um, but that's kind of how this came about was just having just conversation with people about things that are important to us. And so um, before we get started, I want to talk about the fact that um, you and I, we were just kind of having a, a brief conversation before we got started about how we, you know, lost some family members and you and I were there and we were praying and reading scripture that night not knowing back then what God was going to do in our life now and bring us to this point where we're both in ministry and serving and loving and just building kingdom. And so that is just like amazing to me that I have now this cousin that I can lean on and, you know, reach out to and talk to about ministry. It's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. So I'm like super excited about that. So I just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm because um you know ministry is a beast I don't think yeah. people get it uh like pray for your pastors because right. when people god bless them <laughs> yeah. yes I know when we I you know when we have just assignments to people I'm like lord how how do they do this all the time <laughs> and, and you know, people are so fickle they love you one minute they hate you the next minute it's just it's just so much and then you have as pastors, I would say, or even as ministers, so we have to have a heart for God's people and to love them despite you like, because you know how we are like, girl, you know, I didn't already told you don't do that, but you're going to go tell 
okay, I'll pray for you again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. And speaking of, you know, people being fickle, that kind of brings me to our topic today. So I want to kind of discuss um, relationship with women, just in general, um, and how sometimes um, there is that back and forth. There is that, um, you know, undercurrent of women don't get along and, or, you know, I don't trust her or I don't trust a lot of women. Like I hear a lot of times, like I don't have, my circle's not real big and I don't trust women and all of those things. Um, And I've just kind of had conversations with, you know, several women over the course of the past month and a half. And I just have It really has stirred me. My mom and I have talked about it before because she was one who didn't have a lot of female friends when I was growing up. And, you know, I always, I, we kind of took that on too, um, I think. But now when I look at my life and I look back on my life, there were things that I would not have been able to get through without a sister right? A sister in the Lord, a sister in friendship. There were things I wouldn't have been able to get up, get through alone. Um, so I just wanted to have that conversation and just really talk about what that looks like and what God wants us to really think about when we think about friendships and relationships. So what do you think about that? That's loaded, but it's, but it's good though. It's good. Um, Friendship is super important and friendship with women is important, Mm -hmm. but I want to go to the genesis of it. Like when I think about friendship with women, sometimes we don't want to be around women because we don't want to attract who we are. Mm -hmm. When we are insecure within ourselves or we are uncomfortable, sometimes we don't want other women to be around us and you attract what you are, right? Like, so I think part of creating good, healthy friendships is creating the opportunity to be willing to grow one and be in the place where you're working on yourself. Because if you're trying to get some, some place, God is very faithful. So he'll help you be around the people that are going to help you to get where you're trying to go, especially if it's in him. So I think that being around women is necessary and you have to be wise enough to diversify your friend group to not only just be women, but to be older women. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you younger women, sometimes you can't be with your friends that would be your age group if you're trying to live a certain way because you know that you're trying to live saved or however you're trying to be, you you need to shift gears, maybe different backgrounds, different, um, sometimes different cultures, you know, you need to you need to mix and mingle with different people so that you can grow. And I think it's super important to have other women around you. Um, I know some of the biggest things for me were I ended up getting a lot of mentors along the way. So mm-hmm. I would connect to an older woman and they'd be like, oh, I hear, I see that you want to hear what I got to say. So they would pour a lot of wisdom into me and it saved me from some pivotal situations. It saved me from some situations where when I was just downright a mess where they're like, okay, sis, come here, come here mm-hmm. little sis. Come here together because your attitude is wrong. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that is, that's an important thing to mention because when I think back to the times that I didn't have females in my life, it was, 
times that I was broken in certain areas that I didn't want one to have them see, right? Because having a guy friend, he's not going to know the intimate, the intimate things that it takes in being a woman, right? He's not going to understand what it is that I feel and how I'm feeling about certain things. And so I, w- I was very broken for a long time when it came to relationship with women because of, you know, um, things that came up, you know, in my upbringing that I seen or that, you know, and so I was very cautious. And, and so unpacking some of that baggage, I think also helped, um, you know, I got married and moved away and I had nobody, <laughs> right? And then I had to kind of depend on people and really put myself out there. And then really realizing like, oh, I really need this relationship. I need to have someone who I can talk to and vent to and isn't going to judge me, is going to understand because at that time I was an army wife. And, you know, so I had to find other army wives who knew what I was experiencing and um, just being able to talk to them. But the times that I didn't and that I, kept people away, it was definitely because I had some personal things that I needed to work on. Um, And I don't think we think about that when we're pushing people away um, or we're like, it's something about her. I don't know what it is, right? Like that. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh, so true. Like, we're like, I don't like her because she's too happy. Like, who don't like people because they too happy? Like, but reason why you don't like that is because something on the inside of you isn't right and I appreciate your point because you know I always say vulnerability is a Mm -hmm. superpower right Mm -hmm. because when you're vulnerable you're real and you are exposed that is where the strength lies because when people can see you as you are for real and you don't have to put up this shield right they can love you through wherever you're at and when you're willing to get that love then you can start to heal in a different way. That's why relationships are so important. I know for me, there was a season where, um, so I'm an intercessor at my church back in Virginia. So I actually work two churches, but right now the one back in Virginia, um, I'm an intercessor there. And when we were starting to do it, you know, prayer is intimate. So if you're Mm -hmm. praying people, guess what? They're going to start to see you because in the presence of God, stuff starts coming out and he starts Mm -hmm. healing you because there's so much healing in that. That's a whole nother podcast, but I'm just (laughs) (laughs) but there's so much healing but when we were praying together we were praying five days a week for at least an hour a day and over time they you start doing life together and they started Mm -hmm. to see me for who I was and I am thinking you know I'm a Christian and this is before I'm a minister so everything has to be together everything my t is crossed my eyes dotted like everything is all right but there was one day I just broke like went through on the phone like I'm like this is I'm going through and they were like okay we hear you and we love you anyway we know you feel like you know busting somebody up and upside the head that's a real feeling (laughs) right right. but we hear you and we still love you even though you felt that way and I think that was part of the process for me where I was like oh people can see me I don't have to be perfect there can be some chinks on the inside of me because of my humanity and I can still be loved just as I am. And that helped me with women significantly. Yeah. So I have this friend and she always says, 
you get this little crazy smile when I know, even when I know you're not in the good place, right? And I'm like, when she said that to me, I realized like, she sees me. Right. Me anyways, right? (laughs) She's like, I've never seen anyone on the verge of snapping with a smile on face like you have, right? And so when she said that, I, I really, you know, looked at that, like, you know what? that's my, that's my person, right? Like she sees me, she knows I'm not perfect. And she loves me enough to tell me, you still need to work on that because, <laughs> right. Right. because it's right there. That's the best part about it because there's this thing that's going around. I don't know what's in the water, but there's this thing that's making people think that you have to have everything together all the time. You don't, life mm-hmm. is crazy minister or not evangelist right. like but and you have real feelings you you don't get saved and lose your feelings right, <laughs> right. it's a, this flesh dies every daily daily <laughs> <laughs> and i have to kill it i have to go out the way to kill it because if be raised enough i'll be like okay because you know me i like to fight so, so I have to, I have to be like, Lord, let me, let me transition to the spirit. Let me fight in the spirit. Cause I can't do nothing in this flesh. That's going to give you the glory like that. So, you know, yeah. And, and the, you know, the other thing too, is, um, when we allow people in, we then have someone who's going to help us be accountable to making sure that flesh is not what it is. Right. Yeah, that word gets people all the time because you think of accountability as a punishment or, you know, being judged or being harsh. And that's not at all what it is. No, having someone that you can be open with. You know, I talk about my friend. um, She's an evangelist with me at church. And I, I always have conversations with her. And she's like, yeah, I know it's hard, sis but don't take the bait. You being baited right now, right? Like she is very open with me. Like I get it and I know it's wrong and I know what you're going through is hard and no one's saying that it's fair and that you should be going through this, but don't take the bait, right? That's accountability. That's, that's someone saying, I see you. I know this is hard, but you can't go down this path that you're, you're talking about going right now, right? Like I'm going to have to bring you back because I'm your sister and I love you. And if I say I love you, then I want what's best for you. And I'm going to tell you that if you do this, because it's a choice, right? If you do this, it's not going to be good for you because you're called to something higher, right? Absolutely. And I think it's important that you say that because accountability is a form of just taking ownership, right? That's just take, just own it, right? Mm-hmm. And have somebody who loves you enough to to steer you away I don't want I don't want nobody saying yes to me in my corner don't just be my yes man I need you to be somebody who's gonna look at me and say okay I hear you like you said I hear you and you know what I even agree however that's not where God called you so when we when we're at that space in our life we have to understand that God is calling us up so if Mm -hmm. he's calling then we have to maneuver up the way of the world is not going to get us into his presence. The way of the world is not going to change lives. The way of the world is not going to bring glory to the situation. So what can I do to glorify God with my life by choosing 
to respond via the spirit outside of my flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And sometimes we need somebody to help us because sometimes, <laughs> because sometimes we can't see past it, right? I can't see past the situation right now. And I love that I have sisters now that I can call. And it doesn't matter if it's five o'clock in the morning, they come in to sit on my swing with me. We're going to have coffee. We're going to cry together. We're going to talk. And then we're going to make a plan. How are we going to move forward from here? Like, yes, we got this all out. And it's okay for you to be here right now and feel how you feel right now. But we're not leaving you here. So what do we need to do to move past this? You know, one of my favorite things in the world is when my friends will hear me and they'll be like, okay, so we praying or what? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Because we do need to make a plan of action, but there's no plan of action that's going to be beneficial without invoking God's presence into the plan. So let's go before the throne. Let's mm-hmm. go out. Let's give God the glory. Did you go to him first? Once we do that, once we invite him into the situation, let's go for it. Let's make a plan because we can't stay here. We can lay here, but we can't stay here. So, right. <laughs> so you sit there for a second, but we're going we're gonna to fight through it. And that's such... That's so important with your tribe. You need a tribe. You have to have a tribe. You know, you have to. It's not optional. Yeah. Now, let's talk about when people say, well, I've tried. I tried to be her friend. I've tried to make this work and it's not happening. Okay. Have you tried to work on you first? Right. Um, immediately when you said that, the first thought I thought of was offense. Mm-hmm. The spirit. Of- and um, oh my gosh, we so easily offended. Me too. Like even the other day for me. And I noticed I was out of whack. I got offended at something. I'm like, and I had to stop and pause and say, Lord, why am I offended about Like, why is this upsetting me? What is taking me out of me? Sometimes we just are easily offendable and we need to pause because sometimes people aren't going to respond to the way that we reach out to them. But that doesn't mean anything. If we're believers in Christ, right? The Lord says, love them anyway. That may not be your person, but whatever you are in, in that moment, you still love on them anyway. And if they Mm -hmm. come around, praise God. If they don't keep going, keep going forward. And if you've given the requests um, to the Lord, you know, he says that he'll give us the desires of our heart. And he also said, it's not good for us to be alone. Yes, he was talking about marriage in that aspect, but you know what? If he's telling you to go to church, because we know that's in the Bible too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <to> fellowship <laughs> believers, He's going to bring you other believers to come into your life. He's going to give you your Paul. He's going to give you your Timothy and he's going to give you your Silas, right? So your Paul mm-hmm. is the person you look up to. Your Timothy is the person that you teach. And the Silas is the one that you are your companion. You just yes. got to to help you navigate who's what in your life. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I always, you know, I always say everyone's not going to be your best friend and mm-hmm. that's okay. You don't have to be best friends with everybody, but you do have to do ministry with people. <laughs> so that is what you have to do. You have to do ministry with people. So that means you have to love with the love of the Lord. And that means personal feelings aside, I see you, sis, you broken. You're not ready to be accountable. 
You're not ready to be, you don't want anybody to say anything to you because it's going in one ear and out the other. So I'm going to just love you until you're ready to be your best friend. But right now we're going to do ministry together so we can get to that point where we get through all of this. Um, because I think no matter what, everybody's ministry, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not perfect. My friends have to check me all the time, right? But that's ministry. That's them doing ministry with me and saying, okay, you getting a little like enough. Let's just bring it back. (laughs) Where are you headed? Where were you headed, (laughs) ma'am? Right. Like, um, so, so you just going to drive the car. You ain't going to let Jesus take no wheels. You just go, you just go drive the car. Okay. <laughs> While you driving it. So you're not going to keep your eyes on the road either. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> yes. And I think that's just part of being human. Right. Um, but I think it's important to have those people around us. And I think, you know, my, my friend says, you know, when people say to her, oh, well, I don't trust. I don't trust everybody and I'm not, I don't have a lot of female friends and she's like and the sentence is should be but I'm working on that right because that, that's something you got to work on you can't just keep going through life saying I don't have people I can depend on I don't have people in my circle based off of an experience that you might have had at one point right 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 if you are like that that means that you're lacking you're not healed right? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. And you're also not operating as a believer. If you right. are, your love for people will compel you to go to people. You may never become an evangelist. You may never become a minister. You may never be a deacon, whatever the case may be. You don't need a title to do what God told you to do. Cause he mm-hmm. said, therefore, I'm sorry, my dog's barking, but <laughs> go therefore and make disciples. So if he right. told you to make disciples, who are you going to disciple your dog? You can't. Right. <laughs> you got right. You have to create relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we forget that part, right? Like we think, yes, friendships are for us, but they're for others because how we continue to develop and grow and build on who we are and the characters of God that we want to reflect, because that's the ultimate goal is am I reflecting the characters? that God wants me to reflect so that I can reach the people that he's going to put on my path so that I can disciple, so that I can evangelize. And and I just did a teaching on evangelism. And that was one of the things I said, this was a command for everyone, not just evangelists. This was everyone's go and make disciples. And so with or without a title, you have to be vulnerable and in a, in able to connect with other people. I totally agree. I think you do have to, you have to open up because see, I think, I think the Lord said this to me years ago. I can't remember how many years he said his, your job isn't to worry about people hurting you. Your your job is to trust God. If you trust that you have the Holy spirit, that means he gave you discernment, right? Mm-hmm. If he can discernment, that means you can tell when something's not safe or not good for you, right? Because the Holy spirit lives on the inside of you. So all you got to do is love people. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Oh, Lord, here she goes. Sorry. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. She is just 
cranky, <laughs> but <laughs> but you have to you have to trust the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside the inside of you to help you to discern what you have going on in your life. And if you are obedient to the voice of God, He'll take you out of danger every time. So we're scared about getting hurt by people. That's not the job. We right. are working how to do the part that the Holy Spirit is supposed to do. You don't have to be afraid of people. You have to be afraid of your disobedience. Now that's a word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to be afraid of people because God will lead you to what you need to do. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, um, especially for me, that was one of the things I was always afraid of being, um, you know, hurt by people or exploited or I love hard, right? Like there's no in between. And I, I found that that's not for everybody. You know, one, it's like either too much or, you know, and so I've learned to kind of wait for God to say, that's, that's the person that I'm sending for you to shower with love. I remember with one of my sisters, um, when I met her, it was like, I could not, I did not want to be around her because she was very inquisitive. She wanted to, um, have a marriage. She wanted to be married. I was having issues in my marriage and I wanted to be out of my marriage and she would question that, like, well, why, why, why would you not work at it? Why would you not, you know, there's people who want to be married and want to have this and that. And I just was like, I don't, I don't want this relationship anymore, lady. That's why, right? <laughs> but the more I got to know her, God was like, pray for her. And I started praying for her. And then I ran into her and I was like, I don't know why, but the Lord's had me pray for you. And she said, really, I needed that. And then we just started connecting and she and I are, she is my person. Like I can go to her. She is very um, non-biased, calls me on, calls me to the carpet um, but also supports me and says, no, you're right in this. And God has, is leading you the right way. But if I had just went on, I don't, I don't like her. She rubs me the wrong way. She's always asking me these questions and blah, blah, blah. I would have missed out on this amazing person. And the things that used to annoy me about her asking me all those questions are now what push me and take me to another level and what God is doing in my life. Because I look at those questions and then I reflect on them instead of taking offense to them but I was in this place where I just wasn't I wasn't healed my marriage was broken I was not in a place where I was secure in who God was calling me to so the fact that that thing was going wrong in my life meant everything was going wrong in my life that's real that's real I think recently I actually just did like a Facebook live on this and it's not quite with what you're talking about, but it just reminded me because you're like, when something's out of whack, everything gets out of whack. And I did a Facebook Live on how prayer is changing me. And I started giving myself 24 minutes of prayer every day. Mm -hmm. I realized somewhere along the way, I got so busy that I forgot to put God in priority. And my communion with God 
matters more than any and everything else I'm trying to do. And believe me, stuff is going on over here that I'm like, okay, Lord Jesus, really right now? But mm -hmm. just position and posture of prayer, and I was able to put him back where he belonged, I can already see a shift. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I get purpose where you're like, my life was in shambles for a second there. Not necessarily everything was all bad, but it was out of whack. And yeah. that's the, putting God right in back into the center of it all. I think that's so important. And you said something earlier about like when you're in a place of um, of offense, you you go to God and you're like, why is this bothering me? And I challenge people that if there is someone who is um, just rubbing you all the wrong way and you can't figure out why, really figure out why is the enemy trying to keep you two from connecting? What mm -hmm. is it that that person has for you that is going to help you grow whether now I'm not saying that you're going to be best friends or you're going to that's going to be your person but there's something that that person is going to teach you that is going to develop you where God needs you to go so instead of looking at that person as someone who is just there to agitate you what is it that is that God is trying to get you to work on in that situation Oh, I love that because you're right. All of that helps you to build character. There's nothing that is, com you can't grow. It's not conducive for growth in comfortable spaces. Yes. Comfort is not conducive to growth. And if we're trying to go up in God and he says he takes us from glory to glory, how do you go from glory to glory in the same place? You can't. You have to right. walk. You have to go. I take you yeah. from glory to glory. Maybe he's holding your hand and walking you to the next phase of, of glory, right? And people who are irritating, believe me, they're many. <laughs> but it might be for you, but it just might be for them. There are some people that you have, maybe the, like you said, the enemy's trying to keep from them because you mm -hmm. got to from the Lord. Sometimes right. God doesn't always tell you to go pray for people like that. Sometimes God just has you go tell a testimony that you're not even thinking about. You're just like, oh, y'all want to just tell you how good God has been in my life. And somebody says, you know what? I want what you have. You have to be in a position to get past the, of your discomfort. And I just even appreciate that for me because one thing's for sure, two things for certain is I'll, I'll move on out the situation because I'm an only child. You know me, I'll head out. Right. <laughs> and me being the oldest, I'm like, I'm used to just letting things roll off. Like, I, listen, I got so many other things going on in my life. Like, okay then this is the same what it is sis I'm good like, you know but I had, to, I had to realize like God is calling you to more there is there is so much that I have to do in the kingdom with women and so I just listen I'm a straight shooter so you either like it or you don't and that I I have developed that over the years because you know we didn't grow you know my daddy I didn't grow up in a house where you just said what you wanted to say, right? And so for a long time, I dealt with people pleasing and things like that, that I just had from just being the oldest and taking care of things and doing things that I had to really be delivered from that. And so now it's like, this is who I am, sis. I'm going to say things sometimes and you are free to call me and say, hey, when you said this, what did you mean by that? Because it made me feel some type of way. And then I will 100% be like, 
that was not my intention. I apologize. Like, you know, or yeah, I need you to get that together because it's causing issues, not only for us, but for what God is trying to do in us and through us. Right. Like, so there's, there's one or two ways for you to take it, you know? So, and that's what I love about my friends. They're like, Hey, earlier today, you said this, what did you mean by that? Because it made me feel some type of way. And then I could say, I'm sorry, that wasn't my intention. You know, I was just saying this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, that makes sense, right? Um, I can explain it if it's not, if there's no ill intent or if there was a misunderstanding. It's when I'm doing things behind, and, and when I say I, I'm saying as a woman, we're doing things behind with with ill intent, right? And we call, we say that that's not what it is. But if if I come to you and I gossip to you about my sister and you sit and listen, you are now culpable for that also because you should have said, Denise, if you got a problem with her, I want you to go and talk with her. And if you can't talk it out, I'm happy to mediate. But w- this isn't what we're going to do. We're not going to sit here and talk about our sister. Right. Right over there. You can go and talk to her about it. You know, like, um, yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. Like the word tells us that love covers a multitude of sins Mm -hmm. to cover each other. We, we are at war. Let's not be at war together. (laughs) Spiritual warfare. Some of us are dealing with teenagers. Some of us is me. Please keep me in prayer. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) so we need to cover each other and even if we don't like what somebody's doing and if you've got a vent there's a difference between venting and gossip venting is this is what gossip is and girl you know that let's let's just keep that fine line intact and cover cover love one another but you can't cover what you don't love and that's the problem we got to start loving each other a little bit better, even if we don't like each other. That's, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. But that's ministry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and we, that is ministry. Like, we don't get to pick and choose who God sends for us to do ministry with. That, that's just not because we pick all the easy people. That was the case. <laughs> Listen. I can tell you for me that God has been fighting me and I'm, I'm Jonah right now. Me and God and we in the well battling at this time because, <laughs> because I have some father stuff that I have to deal with. And every chance I get, I think it's over. He'd be like, nah, we're going to take you back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, forgiveness is a set of layers. It is not one yeah. step. You got to go through that onion and get until down, you can get into that root. And sometimes I'm learning like even, so I say this for the brokenness for relationships with friends, with mothers, whatever. Sometimes you just have to go to that place and understand that forgiveness is not just a one, one-off thing. You have to forgive one thing and the God will raise it up to your, to your remembrance, the next thing, or the mm-hmm. fact that you have to meet people where they actually are. Mm-hmm. Just because you forgave them doesn't mean they're going to change. And that's right. the women. So if a woman woman hurts you, nobody said, like you said, you don't got to be best friends. We ain't got to go kick it. We don't got to do none of those things. But however, I do have to forgive you. That's Mm -hmm. a man. That's not an optional part of the Bible. (laughs) Right, right. 
And, you know, ultimately, we are better together. Women get together and we make things happen. Okay. Come on. Come on. You ever seen a, a situation? Uh, you want to see a city get built? You want things to happen? You want families to be put together? You want all those things? Who keeps who keeps the family together? It ain't the man calling everybody and checking on them, make sure they all right. No, right. Shout out to we love you, but no. <laughs> the nurse. So who better to nurture you than another woman who can tell you what they've been through and who's transparent? Oh gosh, get you around, get around some transparent, real women who are going to tell you the ugly about themselves, because I definitely don't want you telling me about me. If you can't tell me the truth about you. That part, (laughs) that whole part. (laughs) And you know, people are always like, well, you like to talk and you like to share that's that's the evangelist in me okay but my preference is to put on some sweatpants to be in my house in my own bubble and I talk to nobody (laughs) but that's not what I'm called to so after I do all the things and all the talking and all that I I come to my to my zen right where I just really take the time to say okay Lord I did that I did exactly what you told me. You told me to share. You told me to say. You told me to do. And I did that. But ultimately, it's so that all of us can do that and build the kingdom and bring more people. That That's the command, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you said something so beautiful. So you said people say you like to share. Well, I'm supposed to share. The word says that we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. How can I know that you got test if you won't give me the money? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Show me the money. But how can I know that I can overcome this test or this trial if you won't give me your testimony? Your testimony is, does not belong to you. And that's the problem. The testimony is for his glory. If I can testify about how God brought me from here or there, then guess what? Somebody who's going through can say, if she did it, Mm -hmm. I can, Yeah. I I don't know how, but she was this, that, or the other, whatever your story is, your Mm -hmm. story is never for you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love what God is doing in our lives individually, but collectively how we can connect and we can, you know, I was just reflecting on our conversation and I was like, Lord, you just confirmed so many things to us through each other. And just, I love you so much. And I know that people are like, of course you do. She's your cousin. But I just love, I love, love, love what, what he's done for us, what he's doing for us and what he's going to do for us and for our families, because you know, just into us being, you know, Genesis ministers, there is going to be so many generations that come after us that will be able to say, well, Minister Jacinta and, you know, Minister Denise from our family did this and they accomplished this and look at the things that they did. And we had, we have praying people in our family. That's not what I'm saying because we know what we know because grandma Noni was like, I don't care what y'all do at y'all uncle Ted's party let tomorrow and tonight. Y'all got to be at church in the morning. Okay. <laughs> you got church on Sunday, no matter what. I don't care when you got it, you going to church. 
That's right. And we would all be there fighting about who wasn't going to sit next to her so she wouldn't be pinching our leg when we fall asleep. Mm -mm. But we was there and we got it. And I'm just so thankful. And I'm thankful for what's, you know, happening and how I see, you know, some of our cousins growing in the Lord. It's just amazing. And I thank you for joining me on this conversation of being better together. I hope that people are inspired and motivated and really reflect on what we've said because it is powerful. And I was blessed. So I know other people are going to be blessed. Definitely. I can't thank you enough for having me on. I'm glad that this worked out. I'm so grateful for what you're doing. I pray nothing but abundance in your podcast. I pray it grows and I pray that it hits every ear that needs to hear it, not only so they can hear it and you could grow, but so that they can get free because it's, it's yeah. time to this season. So I love you and I thank you so much. Thank you.